Today on the Topping Show, Vivek and Tucker roast Nikki Haley as well as Kamala Harris. Bud Light MGo Blue tweet is roasted with the top comment saying, quote, never Bud Light not until the CEO is fired, unquote. DeSantis tweet video saying Nikki Haley has no convictions go viral. Lululemon founder critiques DEI. GM has the best sales year since the pandemic, but they're also killing some of the vehicles that helped. Ford to increase the price of their EV truck by nearly 10K, and Valley Meats ground beef is recalled due to E. coli concerns. All of that much is for on The Topping Show. Thank you everyone for taking the time to tune in today. Today's episode of Topping Show is sponsored by Topping Technologies. Topping Technologies is an IT value-added reseller and services company with a special proficiency in IT security. Heck, I see their founder at least twice a day. Gotta say he's quite handsome and brilliant. He's me, you see, that's a joke. If you're an IT leader or business owner, you can reach the team at sales at toppingtechnologies.com. Also trying to get to 4,000 subscribers by the end of January. So if you click that button, I'd greatly appreciate it. Now going over to the business part of the podcast, General Motors had their best sales year since pandemic, but they're also killing several of the vehicles that helped get them there. Now, it's going to us thanks to Reuters.com, specifically a writer, reporter by the name of Nathan Combs. And specifically, they note that the new sales in the U.S. hit about 2.3 million in 2023, which is increased by 14.1% from 2022. They passed Toyota. Toyota sales rose by 6.6% to 2.25 million last year. Overall, U.S. new sales last year finished around 15.5 million units, of which electrified vehicles, including hybrids, made up nearly 17%, according to data released by Ward's Intelligence on earlier last week. It looks like that is the highest since 2019 and surpassed the sales of nearly 13.9 million in 2022. Those sales figures are recording from Cox Automotive. Now, Cox additionally said, quote, high-priced vehicles and high interest rates often remain the industry's top concern at the moment, as many of them are worried about 2024 being a rough year for them as well. Now, it looks like J.D. Power said that this is the third consecutive year in which U.S. consumers spent more than half a trillion dollars buying new vehicles. Which, geez louise, that is a pretty penny, to say the least. Well, I should clarify, a vintage pretty penny, since those are actually made out of majority copper. Modern pennies are 99.99% zinc, also known as trash, and they just copper plate it. So it's really nothing. Now, it looks like... In terms of GM's breakdown trying to become an EV company and trying to compete with Tesla, they sold 75,883 electric vehicles, and the breakdown of that was, geez louise, 62,045 Chevy Bolts, which I, I can't fathom a more miserable vehicle to drive. It is doing what the company wants, it is a aggressively priced electric vehicle, but geez louise. Not only an EV, but it's also a Bolt. Only got two pedals. I mean, as we all know, the best vehicles on the planet always have three pedals, also known as a manual transmission. The most fun you'll have in your life, bar none, in terms of automotive experience, I would argue. Now, it looks like, again, going back to the General Motors EV breakdown, it looks like the rest of them were 13,838 were of the ultimate platform EVs. Now, it looks like GM said they hope sales will continue to rise. Now, that being said, it is kind of sad how far they've fallen throughout the years. I mean, they used to have over 50% market share in the United States. Now they struggle. They're not even hitting 15% of, of total market share. They've been dropping more and more. They're also killing a lot of their iconic vehicles as they transition to the new company. 
The Camaro in 2023 sold at nearly double 2022 sales figures. I figure a proponent is that is GM saying they're going to kill off this brilliant vehicle. Good old American Muscle died that day, unfortunately. So the new Camaro, which is almost as a bastard amalgamation as using the Mustang name to make the Mustang EMOC, their electric SUV crossover thingamajig, when they took that name or stole that name. Apparently, the new Chevrolet Camaro will be an EV two-door SUV, which no one is asking for, but I'm sure 18 people will be lined up to buy it. But again, instead of coming up with a creative name and doing something different, they're just going to tarnish what used to be one of the most respected muscle car companies out, muscle cars out there. Though, I think we could honestly say they four did win the pony war, considering every other car is bastardized or dead. The new Dodge Challenger are going to be EV and or a inline six engine. So it's not going to be heavy. It's not going to be a V8. It'll only have a stick shift. But the Mustang still has the option for a V8 with a stick shift. So, I think at the end of the day, let me know if you think differently in the comments. I think it's fair to say Mustang did win the Pony Wars. Now, it'll be interesting to see how things vary for General Motors in 2024, where they have those increasing sales, but they have some of their vehicles coming away. They, of course, have some record good old recalls every other week. And they've also gone bankrupt multiple times throughout their history. I believe three times now since Billy Durant founded the company when he combined Buick and Oldsmobile way back in the day. So I can't help but wonder, actually, let's look at GM stock really quick. $35.66 per share. Eh, looks like it actually went up. I suspect after the UAW strike, people are glad that thing is finally over. But, and in terms of long-term trend, I mean, the six-month trend is still down 10%. And in terms of the five-year trend, it's barely different. It's increased by 6.99% in the past five years, which, again, that's not great. I think that's actually the worst of the big three in terms of performance in the stock market. So it'll be interesting to see if their sales will continue to increase in 2024. When again, I think the high interest rates are going to hurt folks continually. There's probably going to be, there's a lot of rumors about another the recession getting worse or, you know, inflation getting worse. So a lot of uncertainty, but it'll be interesting to see where GM goes from here. Other interesting business news, also in the automotive community, Ford is planning on increasing the price of their EV truck by nearly $10,000. At least comes to us thanks to Michael Wayland over at CNBC. And they know specifically the new starting prices for the F-150 Lightning, which again is their electric truck, which again, a truck that can't really tow more than 18 minutes or miles. I'm joking by a little. I don't know how many people who actually want a truck will buy them. That being said, there are a lot of people who actually have trucks that live in the cities and don't actually tow them or use anything. So, again, perhaps that's the market share they're going after. Now, it looks like the new, <coughs> excuse me, the new prices for the F-150 Lightning will range from $54,995 for an entry-level pro model to $92,995 for the platinum black trim. Now, they note that the price adjustments come as the EV companies attempt to bat Talents to slower than expected consumer demand with profits. Because again, they're losing money on these vehicles hand over fist. Ford has still not gotten to the point where they're making a profit. Ford overall is making a profit thanks to the internal combustion engine. That's going to be Ford Blue, the traditional Ford that you and I know. You know, the Ford Mustang, you got the Ford F-150 with the internal combustion engine, 
those vehicles are very much profitable for the business. That's what keeps them growing and afloat. Now the EV, it's granted it's a new newish division, only a couple years old. There's a lot of infrastructure upfront cost, but they're still losing money on the must. The I almost threw up my mouth a little bit. The Mustang E Mach, which again is a bastardized EV SUV. They could have given it any other name, but they chose to drag what used to be their iconic name for the muscle car. Though you could debate that they did win the muscle car war because again, it's the only pony that's still around. But still, they took that name and. Now, uh, have fun being, I guess a lot of people will be confused. The Mustang, well, which one? Well, exactly. But nevertheless, according to the numbers, it looks like the miles had previously started at, again, for the entry level of the vehicle. So now it's $54,995. Before the dealer marks it up by what? 50, 60, 75 grand? There was one dealer who marked up a Ford F-150 Lightning by 100 grand and one that did it by 150 grand. Keep in mind, you also got to pay sales tax on top of that. That is... I can't help but think the person perhaps buying it is inebriated. Perhaps they did drink from Bud Light. That, to me, that'd be the only logical explanation of spending like two hundred grand for an electric pickup truck. But nevertheless, some people actually paid that. They didn't just list it for sale. People bought it. Astonishingly enough. Now again, the entry level vehicle used to be forty nine thousand nine hundred ninety five dollars for electric pickup truck. Now it's fifty four thousand nine hundred ninety five dollars. And then the fancy banana white Falcon used to trim. It looks like that used to be ninety. $7,995. They know that the prices of the Platinum and Platinum Black models, oh, so, again, marketing, a little confusing the customer, so is it Platinum, but is it Platinum Black? Is it Platinum Black, Banana Falcon, Double Banana? I don't know. At what point do you stop? But nevertheless, they know, again, the prices of the Platinum and Platinum Black models with additional technology and luxury amenities were lowered, actually, by $5,007,000, respectively. So it looks like they're mainly focusing on the entry level because again, I'm sure they're losing, well, I'm not sure, they are losing money on those, especially the entry-level vehicles. No, this is hilarious. The asterisks and the fine print are always important, folks. Usually, good rule of thumb is the smaller the print, the more important it is. They know that the price changes exclude a mandatory $2,095 destination fee. And as well, of course, there are also federal and local incentives for purchasing an electric vehicle and taxes. Now, they note that the F-150 Lightning is one of a limited number of vehicles that will maintain the $7,500 federal tax credit in accordance with more stringent requirements for the assembly of materials for the electric vehicles and their battery packs that, took, that started January 1st, 2024. Now, Ford spokesman said, quote, The F-150 Lightning is America's best-selling electric pickup for a record fourth quarter and demand continues to grow. We are making adjustments to pricing, production, and trim packages to achieve the optimal mix of sales growth, profitability, and customer access to the IRA tax benefit, unquote. <laughs> Excuse me. For New York Minute, I thought they said IRS tax benefit, but they're saying IRA tax benefit. Now, again, they know in terms of the sales breakdown, sales of F-150 Lightning have continually increased in 2023. It looks like their monthly record of roughly 4,400 vehicles were sold in November. The company has only sold 20,365 of the trucks through the year up to November, a 54% increase from a year earlier. And again, we'll see their fiscal reports shortly. That'll be published and we'll be able to dive in a little bit deeper. Yeah, interestingly enough, they're starting to jack up those pricings. I've seen one or two on the road, anecdotally speaking. And... They look okay. But I really wonder, I mean, people buy an F-150 because 
again, with a disclaimer, they do have recalls, of course. I mean, traditionally, they've last, they're a pretty robust vehicle. It was the icon of the company. They, you know, people who have a, I mean, they last for decades in some cases if you properly maintain them. And yet, I don't know, they're still the most reliable thing they make. The bar is moderately low, but still, the most reliable thing they make, making an EV, is going to damage that reputation from a reliability standpoint. It's not going to last as long as you want it, because again, it's an EV. They're inherently disposable like a smartphone. We will someday have technology, I suspect, that will make them more of a long-term usable product. But again, we're working with the materials, time, and technologies that we have at the current moment. So, as of this moment, still disposable toys, I would argue. So, it'll be interesting, <coughs> excuse me, interesting to see as we continue to see people are always paying a premium for being an early adopter. It's with everything from thermoses to trucks to cars. People always pay a premium to be the first. And then slowly but surely the adoption rate usually decreases or increases depending on how you play the price. And I mean, they must be pretty confident that they're raising the price that people will continue to purchase it at the same or greater rate. And it'll be interesting to see, will Ford actually make a profit on the EV division in 2024? Because they have been losing billions, setting up the huge initial investments, the infrastructure, investing the technology, hiring the engineering resources. So it'll be interesting. So they are increasing the price, which for me is yet another reason not to buy them. They also only have two pedals, so not too much fun if it's not made of transmission to me. Let me know the comments. Would you ever buy an F-150 Lightning? And if so, how do you tow something? Or do you just not tow and you just appreciate the truck bed and the extra space and perhaps the safety of having a bigger vehicle? As usual, be fascinated here. what you have to say. Now, going over to the culture part of the podcast, you have Bud Light MGO Blue tweet is roasted as usual, with the top tweet being, quote, never Bud Light, not until the CEO is fired, unquote. So they tried to, they're trying to get back into the sports balls. I mean, traditionally, Bud Light used to have a lot of sports balls fans, music fans, patriotic fans. Then they continue to shoot themselves in the high-heeled boot, perhaps arguably worse than Ron DeSantis in terms of marketing campaign. And they lost about 30% of their sales for that specific brand. And that's about 26% by sales by volume for the Bud Light brand specifically. Budweiser down about 12%. And Anheuser-Busch, their proprietary brand, Michelob Ultra, that's down around 4%. All of the remaining 40-plus Anheuser-Busch InBev products are negligibly affected by the boycott, as what has been coined the Bud Light boycott. And they're spending record amounts on spokespeople. I think it was one of the Manning brothers got an endorsement where he's doing commercials, pretending to throw cans of beer across the bar, which, again, wouldn't be very prudent because then it'd be shaked up and if you're open it would explode. Granted, by default, the safest way to enjoy any Bud Light beverage is to just keep it sealed, ideally outside of the property of the premises. Heaven forbid you actually get some of the material actually on your tongue. Taste buds might just melt or explode. Now, again, Two years ago, this probably would have been a successful tweet. They probably would have had a lot of sports balls fans saying, yeah, we love your cheap beer. You sponsor most of the events. I mean, college people will buy cheap beer. It's, it used to be the default, which is what every business used to pray and hope for. I mean, it took years for the Kleenex company to become that default name. I mean, it's, like, it's not tissue paper. It's Kleenex. It's not just gift wrapper. It's not just tape. It's scotch tape. To have the brand be so synonymous with the actual verb or the object... That's the pinnacle of marketing for a business. That's what Bud Light had. But they hired Alyssa Heiderschild, and she was very much proud to say, oh, yeah, I'm the first. she had on LinkedIn a first woman marketing executive in the industry, and 
she thought, let's pay Dylan Mulvaney $185,000. A lot of money for a couple pictures and video. Let's get away from that Friday image. And yeah, then they crashed and burned precipitously. Now, in terms of the tweet, I guess they did use the Michigan emoji logo. So I guess they did a little bit right for marketing. Perhaps we give a modicum of credit. Not a lot, just a modicum. Not even a 1% on the scale. Nevertheless, their specific quote said, quote, yelling hashtag go blue M as we crack open our next Bud Light, unquote. And again, within, I took these statistics actually 20, actually 48 hours after they posted this. So it's not like we're taking this two minutes after they posted it and trying to manipulate the data. This thing has had time to brew, pun moderately intended. And it only got 20,400 views and 73 likes. Which again, not to brag, but last week I did get a video with 20 likes. Now, granted, they also have billions of dollars in marketing and advertising dollars. So, apples to oranges, or perhaps a yingling compared to a bucket filled with throw-up, or what's something that's disgusting that's comparable to Bud Light. Something to that effect. Now, again, we're going to the comment section. Again, we already know the top one by default, but we'll go in top comments and see. Maybe I'm alone in this analysis. Maybe everyone thought, you know what? Yeah, MGO Blue. Yeah, we like you. We believe you. You like sports balls. Yay, America. Yeah. I doubt it. But let's dive in. Again, the first comment said is specifically from name PB. And PB said, never Bud Light, not until the CEO is fired, unquote. They got 25 likes. And it's at the very top of the whole thread, which is not great. Someone actually responded to him. Marcus said, quote, Bud Light marketing team, and it is a bunch of men dressed in drag, as well as having fake body parts on them. Let's see here. Looks like someone actually was contrarian, maybe sticking up for Bud Light. James Russell said, quote, so why are you following them, unquote? Get a life. Got one like. I'd say free entertainment's a good reason to follow Bud Light on social media. And someone responded to James, you know, saying boo-hoo. So I guess most people did agree with that, as reflected by the number of likes and the comments. Now, someone called the man they call Payne responded with a... I forget what... I don't know what movie this is. It's some clip of a... Let's try to keep this moderately family-friendly. A man tucking his junk and the police confronting him. And that got eight likes. And they had a little Photoshop picture of Dylan Mulvaney's face put on that individual. Let's see here. So that's two for two negative comments. Third comment is Skull Talks. They quote, Just want to remind everyone to never forgive Bud Light for insulting its customers and continue to not buy from them. Unquote. They got nine likes. So that's three for three. Luke Goxbox, 75. Unique name. This gentleman simply says, Unfollowed. Unquote. They got six likes. That's uh, zero for four. One, two, yeah, one, two, three, four. So what about the fifth comment? John Burlstein says, quote, maybe you should have the dude Dylan do it for you, unquote, getting six likes. So that's zero for six comments. James Russell says, quote, damn, but what a game. Cheers. A positive response to a Bud Light social media post? Further investigation is surely called for. So looking at, let's pull up Mr. James Russell's profile. This individual does have 41 followers, joined in March 2023. So it's not like it's a ghost account or a new account that just popped up overnight to make Bud Light look good. 
41 followers. Now, that being said, quality over quantity, they might very well be the best 41 people on the planet. Now, he is a self-growth play proclaimed in the bio, baseball and hockey, Golden Knights and Las Vegas athletics, barbecuing is my pastime, sports better. Better than what? Sports better. Or perhaps he is a gambler? And perhaps if he is so much in debt with some type of mob or a criminal organization, perhaps why that's why he's giving accolades to Bud Light? There might be some truth to that theory. But let's go to the post, see what he's about. Let's see here. His first comment is, if you aren't an Aaron Rodgers fan, you should be now. There's people flipping off Jimmy Kimmel, holding the, hold the Epstein list with Jimmy Kimmel on it. He has a couple of those. James, he then says, vote for more. Wait, don't vote for... This sounds so grammatically awkward, it can't be correct. I'll attempt to say it anyway. Quote, don't vote for four more in 2024. Unquote. God, that sounds awkward. It's almost as awkward as Ron DeSantis' smile. Or my smile. It's They're both pretty bad. So, that didn't get, excuse me, that didn't get any likes. And a bunch of them about sports balls, teams. So I'll be damned it. I mean, it looks like it's a real profile. So he talks a lot about, what is this? The New York Jets? Super Mario? Hmm. Interesting. A legitimate, positive Bud Light comment? I, this is, I mean, this, this is the kind of thing that only happens once or twice a year. May very well have to make it, maybe print this out, laminate it, frame it, and send it to the executives at Bud Light. Be like, you got one. You got a positive comment? This is a time to behold. You deserve a beer. Not Bud Light. I want to punish you. Perhaps the gang. Like, now let's go back and see what more comments we got. Let's see. Jay Mills says, quote, try Ohio State. We drink real beer in Michigan. Unquote. Getting four likes. Esteban simply has the gif, or as youth might call it a gif, of Dave Chappelle from an iconic Comedy Central, his Dave Chappelle show. I forget, there's one where he was talking about like the best rappers of all time, and his name of the show is Dylan, Dylan or Dylan, I believe is how he pronounced it in the show. And they ask him, like, who's the best five rappers of all time? He goes, Dylan, 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 and he just calls himself five times. That got one like. Uh, let's see. Adventures of JK simply says, quote, because you have plenty to share, unquote, getting three likes, which, yes, they probably have overflowing inventories. Fury, but mostly peaceful tweets, responded, Quote, was Barney partnering with Dylan Mulvaney a good idea? No, can't say that or you'll anger the wrath of the Troons. Yes, great, do it again in 2024 then. See, the problem with inserting your brand into conflicting and cultural opinions, I quote, that got eight likes. And again, because they are stuck between a rock and a hard place. Or perhaps a more apt metaphor would be between a rock and a Bud Light case. Like, if you're trapped, I forget what, there's a good book, chilling tale about a gentleman who is rock climbing by himself or diving or something in the middle of nowhere desert with the rocks and there's a situation where actually he fell and a rock pinned one of his arms so he couldn't move and spoiler if you haven't read this fascinating tale he has to take his own arm off in order to leave and get medical help and he did survive thankfully but if you're in that situation where you're in the desert and your arm was pinned under a giant boulder and you have fixed rations you have you know maybe one liter of water in a little backpack bladder thing, one or two granola bars. But, 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 next to you is a keg of Bud Light. And the water's gone. 
what would you rather drink? Would you drink the Bud Light or your, uh, cover your ears if you have children listening, or your own urine? What would be more appealing if you're stuck in that situation? That, I mean, that, that would make, that would made the movie a legit horror film if that was the scenario. I can't even fathom being in that area, but yeah, between a rock and a hard place, more like a rock and a Bud Light. It was a little bit of a long metaphor, but I think it was worth it. Now, going down even more, Blow Biden, or no, Blow Biden says, quote, hashtag boycott Bud Light, unquote, getting three likes. Let's see here. Star Fox simply says, surely not. I stopped drinking your brand and I won't do it again, unquote, getting one like. A lot of people using memes and gifs of Dylan Mulvaney, but they're not getting any likes, interestingly enough. This reality says, quote, maybe you should simply go away instead. We haven't forgotten what your Dylan disaster and how your marketing had insulted your customers, and we never will, unquote. They got one like. I'll be damned. Another real positive response? Let's investigate right now, see if it's real. This is coming from Al, and they have a yawning emoji in their name as well, so perhaps it's a lazy Al, but nevertheless, it's not a weird Al, so it's disappointing. This Lazy Al, or allegedly Lazy Al, says, America stands with Bud Light. No likes. Let's go to this profile. Let's see. The profile says 42. I have oh, my brightness on the screen turned up enough. I, it might be an African-American man or a woman. It's, it's the emoji. So 42, black emoji, four kids, divorced, never been ratioed. Um, blue hat. Block equals own a cat. What? W's only 100%. They said 42. It sounds like a child, but nevertheless, this person has 140 followers. They joined May in 2022. So it's not a overnight profile created. It has been around for a while. They have, I don't know. It looks like an African-American athlete with a sweater that says Sacramento Proud um, as their banner. I don't know what sports balls that is, but it's an alleged sports balls. This person, let's see. They love sports balls. Okay. What else? A lot of sports balls being reposted. But it's a real person. They're not just doing the repost for win some crappy gift card, allegedly, or some type of scam. So... I was going to say that's that a real response. I'll, I'll be damned. Let's go to the comments. There's a couple more here. A lot of gifts. What is this? I forget. What's that? I think that's Chris Rock. They had a couple Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live sketches where they dressed up as women in drag. And they're saying like two snaps and rewind. There's a couple of those. They got to be getting between one and two likes. And of course, they go to the very bottom and you get that disclaimer. It says... Show additional replies, including those that may contain offensive context. Of course, more free content. Why wouldn't I click that button? So I click that button. One of them, well, I can't even say this person's name. Alligator, uh, F house. And this person said, eat trans private part. They got no likes, but it did attempt to post that. Times of Palestine responded and they have some oh I guess it's their flag it says 
Yeah, the GIF where that's a problematic phrasing. Well, many people are finding that phrase problematic with the conflict. They're, they are saying from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, which many people are saying that's implying violence and morally vacuous things to say the least. That got zero likes, but 21 views. I don't know why that would be on a Bud Light comment section. Let's see here. Anwar Planta has the juxtaposition of Sylvester Stallone and Dylan Mulvaney, and allegedly Sylvester Stallone saying, I'm not saving your woke brand, as he declined $100 million from Bud Light. Which, again, I've seen that a couple times in the Bud Light threads or the Bud Light posts on X. I'm still trying to find the original source to see if we can confirm that. There's a couple... I've read about it on some different sites, but if you have a reputable site, I'd appreciate... If you have any additional comments, obviously, I'd also appreciate that. But for that one in particular, I'm trying to see how that would have been a thing or not. Now, other things that were hidden include Trump 2924, which, again, these are sounding familiar. I think these are also hidden comments last week as well. And this person did a picture of a gentleman with a beard and ponytails holding in a dress wearing a or holding a Dilma Vini Bud Light can and the text on the GIF or not GIF on the meme the meme says we identify we now we identify now as the queen of beers unquote getting one like which is making fun of what used to be their old catchphrase or the old mantra of the king of beers which was one of their, I think they're one of the longest campaigns in terms of having like a catchphrase. Now, River City Dude chimed in and this said, you know it's all about cracks, LOL. And then it's a, a gif of someone saying super, super duper gay. And they got one like and 53 views. So those, again, if you go, so those were the hidden comments. And you scroll to the very, very top. So again, it looks like there's that little hidden button. The hidden... Those are, well, those are all from the same profile, uh, Trump2924, and this person replied, looks like it's the, looks like they were responding to people as well as, so it was <coughs> excuse me, it wasn't just responding to the original Bud Light post, it was also responding to people who are commenting on it, so this person's responses from both of those are censored, and that's why you're seeing a couple of them, and the one is a picture, or actually several of the same thing, picture of Bud Light the Pride bottle, where it's a Bud Light aluminum bottle with all the uh, the flag colors on it. And it says, the text by it says, the number one choice uh, of, I'm trying to think of, I don't think there's a nice way to say these pejorative terms, of trans, a pejorative word for the trans community, and what used to mean a bundle of sticks, which I think my generation only knows because of The Simpsons, back when The Simpsons was actually a thing. So he says those two words, and that got four likes before this was super hidden. And he used that same thing as another response. I got one like. And then Warren Warner, a not safe for work picture of Dylan Mulvaney enjoying some activities with a Bud Light bottle. And that did get four likes before Bud Light did hide it. So again, as the youth might say, Bud Light was ridiculously ratio to say the least. Not starting off 2024 in a good way, Bud Light. And again, in this case, I don't want to say epic fail. Well, actually, I do. I do want to say epic fail. But still no interaction from the Bud Light team. They seem to be very inconsistent. Now, again, perhaps they are simply inebriated by drinking Bud Light themselves. But they're really not that consistent, like, in terms of 
interacting with the end users when there are pop because again we we found a couple there are technically some positive responses here and they're very sporadic if they do or do not interact with them and in this case perhaps they just chose to walk away from the bud light blunt marketing blunder where they just, again they were ratioed overall ridiculously perhaps they just chose best not to interact at all maybe they watched war games one too many times with the tic-tac-toe scene where they think the only way to win is to not play at all Retro throwback reference, but not too shabby. So let me know in the comments, do you think, again, they're focusing very much heavily on sports balls. Maybe they'll try their old shtick where they try to appeal to people in this music industry, and maybe they'll try to ramp up the veteran programs that they used to be so fondly known for. It'll be interesting to see, but again, as the Magic 8 Ball would say for Bud Light, their marketing is, uh, the outlook is not so good. Other interesting cultural news, you have the Lululemon founder critiquing DEI. Again, this is Lululemon's founder, Chip Wilson, calling for the New York Times writer, Sharon Thaler, and he rips their company's diversity inclusion efforts and saying that don't want certain customers coming in. Now, he says he described their whole diversity inclusion thing as unhealthy and sickly with people in the ads, which... It's hard not to agree with them in some case because they are, maybe people would say Lululemon, like many companies, is glorifying morbidly obese people. Now, the silver lining, if you were wanting to try to look at this from a positive perspective, which, again, I'm not too optimistic in terms of intentions these days, or rather, businesses and people trying to do the good thing, but you could argue perhaps this is trying to show people that anyone can now get in shape thanks to these clothes, which, again, you don't need clothes to get in shape. That's like the last thing you need. Even though you need heavy objects, you can do a lot of work just calisthenics, just doing push-ups and those. But regardless, Lululemon now has these advertisements where you have someone who would damage suspension on your truck. Like, this table is a very tough table. I made it myself. Handmade in USA. Got about half an inch of epoxy, 150-year-old antique barnwood. I mean, the lugs and the bolts are actually used for bridges. And the feet of the table are pretty solid. They're recycled steel with clear coat. This person that they're trying to glorify, it'd be, a, I'd be hard to say if they would break this table. I, it's hard. I'm really proud of my craftsmanship. I, I think it's a solid table. It's, I've stood on this table. Granted, this person in the picture weighs probably three times more than myself. But they are having many pictures with Lululemon apparel and their logo where they're trying to have this exclusiveness with morbidly obese people. And again, if they're to show the transformation, I think there'd be slightly less controversy. But again, Lumon's CEO is also saying you're diluting the brand because it used to be exclusively for beautiful people. It used to be for people who are already in shape and accentuating and, and highlighting the highlights of their body. Now, this, again, everyone is pushing back against him. Now, granted, he has not been CEO for a little while. Now, it looks like he was ousted as CEO in 2013 over a public gaffe that sparked outrage similar to this. Looks like Lululemon is also up to 650 stores, which is quite impressive. And he says that the company, quote, becoming like the gap, everything to everybody, unquote. Which, again, there's a little bit of sad truth in that statement as well. A lot of brands have done this throughout time, including Mercedes. I mean, a lot of people think Mercedes is a premium brand, German engineering, really expensive. I checked this morning, they have an SUV that starts sub 40 grand. So for sub 40 grand, you can get 
and you have a Pulse, presumably, and got a modicum of good credit, you can get an SUV made by Mercedes. Which, I mean, when I was, you know, back in my day, when I was a youth, my perception of that brand was much more expensive, much more of a premium price point, and they did have higher price points. So, it is interesting to see, and granted, they were able to achieve a greater market cap and sell more vehicles, because again, you have more diverse portfolio, you have entry-level vehicles that are, you know, sub 40 grand, you have some that are over 200, and you will sell more vehicles, but you could also argue they're tarnishing the brand, making it less valuable, it's not as premium, because again, they do have that cheap entry-level offering. Now, when asked about the comments with the actual pictures that they're showing in the marketing materials from Lululemon, he, Chip Wilson said, quote, quite frankly, some women's bodies don't actually work, work for Lululemon pants. That was when people were asking, they call it a defect. Um, well, I'm sure a lot of gentlemen enjoyed it. It was when the tights were being recalled because they were too sheer because you see through them too much. And he said, quote, it's really about the rubbing through the thighs, how much pressure is there, added during the interview. And then, of course, Lululemon said, Chip Wilson does not speak for Lululemon, and his comments do not reflect your company's views or beliefs. Now, Lululemon said, quote, we have made considerable progress since launching our, well, I don't think, let me reset this quote, because maybe they just want to sound fancy. They switched up the words. We, oh, no, they did it for an acronym. Acronyms do sound cool. So maybe they'll be successful. So they made an acronym. So again, I'll restart the quote. Quote, we have made considerable progress since launching our inclusion, diversity, equity, and action idea function. And we are proud of the goals we've achieved. Now it looks like the business moves over the past or decade. Its stock is up nearly 55% of the past year alone. Lululemon trading at $498.01 per share or that's ridiculously successful. That is more than 8% monthly increase. That is astonishingly successful. Uh, now in terms of the feedback, however, the comments are really where the most fun is. So going to the comments section, one of the first comments that got 257 likes comes from Lucky Mama 77 She says, oh, of course, it's, I gotta click the button because it's a long message. She says, quote, it's not about inclusion, this is a brand about healthy people and exercise. By showing obese humans, we are saying that it's okay not to be healthy. It's okay not to be healthy and not to exercise. A slender body in action is all is what all people should be striving for. Even seniors and older bodies look good if they do enough exercise. A message with obese people modeling is that it is okay to be obese. This is not a healthy message, especially for an exercise wear company. Unquote. I haven't covered it on the show yet, but it is fascinating. Well, actually, no, it's not fascinating, not surprising at all. Some people are shocked that a number of what are now known as fat influencers, which is a thing in and of itself, where they're morbidly obese, obese people who go around and say how great it is to be that way, they all died before they reached, I think, 45. Because again, most, an overwhelming majority of deaths in the United States, or a lot of them are preventable diseases, most of those are byproducts of being overweight. Now, again, I have an asterisk every time we talk about the weight debate, which does rhyme, so it sounds kind of cool. There are some medications and some people with individual circumstances who they're going to be larger because of the side effects. Again, I feel sorry for them, but that's not a majority of people. Majority of people, I don't care what your background is or circumstance, they can be in better shape tomorrow than they are today because, again, we could all improve. And... Don't get me started on poor people can't afford, you know, healthier foods. 
I lived below the Bowery line a couple times in my life. You can buy a, a two pound bag of carrots for now, thanks to inflation, it's at least $2.49. We're at Walmart. It used to be a dollar ninety nine. Good old hyperinflation. But yeah, if you are worth the sacrifice, you'll feel better. You'll be more mentally articulate. I mean, truth be told, the only way I could work 105 hours a week is by getting up and working out for an hour, or usually about two hours, four, four, four to six a.m. Now, granted, I might need to drink a little more coffee, or you might say I drink too much coffee because of my speaking aptitudes, but that's only a small equation of why I perhaps may have a stuttering and speak too fast. If you click the subscribe button, however, it may very well cure my speaking ineptitudes. If you look at the earlier videos when we started the show with very few subscribers, there's been a little improvement. Not a lot, but you could argue a modicum of improvement nevertheless. So if you click that button, I would greatly appreciate it. Now, going back to the comment section, another top comment comes from Eric Schwartz. He says, quote, a billionaire with an actual sense of humor and real opinions not dedicated, dictated by fear of public outcry. That's uncommon, unquote. Game 423 likes. Liz Wright says, quote, I agree with him. For years, Lane Bryant and Ashley Stewart were the plus size colors for women. It was a specialty. Now everyone's selling plus size and they don't do it well. Look at Victoria's Secret. I couldn't get a bra size in my size and they didn't sell up to 40, but Lane Bryant did sell above 40 and other brands did and they did it well. Now everyone has a plus 40 size and some of them don't do it well and some of them cheap in the material. Let the specialties stay specialties, unquote. Getting 79 likes. Old Miss Rebs says, quote, dominoes keep falling and there, and then there were sanity and order restored, unquote, getting 46 likes. Miss B says, quote, he's not wrong, good for him, saying the quiet part out loud, unquote, getting 126 likes. One Nation Under Fraud says, quote, I'm a woman and I 100% agree with him. Strike that. She 1,000% agrees with him. Unquote. I got 147 likes. I Love America says, quote, What Lululemon founder Chip Wilson says is great. It shows that he really respects women's bodies, not the contrary. He didn't say that women who don't look good in tights are ugly. He really saying that he'd rather have women look her best than by his best than by his product. Unquote. Getting 26 likes. D, well... They use different spellings. This is really funny. D's balls. S-A-Q. He says, quote, God bless this man for speaking the truth. I'm so tired of diversity and inclusion. It's just a huge farce, unquote. Getting 168 likes. And interestingly enough, an overwhelming majority of the comments on the New York Times, New York Post article are all in agreement. Now, if you go to other sites like LinkedIn, that is an entirely different piece. That seem to be much more left-leaning in terms of the audience and the, well, perhaps not the audience, but the people who are speaking out on the platform. We saw this effect when we talked about the president of Harvard gay stepping down when they found out she had a lot of plagiarism under her belt. Ironically, she apparently even used, she played her guys her own resignation paper, interestingly enough. Now, again, I think, look at all the controversy, really, I think the main point of contention is really the people who are unhealthy that you, again, we could argue they're glorifying because they're overweight. But again, the thing is, in terms of, will businesses, what will they really do? I mean, they have record sales. Their stock is doing phenomenal. So it's interesting, well, Victoria's Secret lost about a billion dollars when they started to have models that were obese as well as men, or uh, trans women, or trans men. They had a trans representation in their modeling department for Victoria's Secret. They lost about a billion dollars compared to the same time period a year ago when they did not have that. So for Victoria's Secret, 
they shot themselves in the foot. One could argue worse than Ron DeSantis shooting himself in the high heel boot. But in this case, I mean, the sales are going up. The stock is doing ridiculously good. I don't know if there's a compelling reason for them business-wise to stop. You could argue the value of the brand is going down, which is the allure and perhaps the prestige of it. But let me know in the comments, do you think they'll ever stop with those types of models in terms of the representation and the marketing for Lululemon? Or do you think they'll double down? Do you think it's helping or hurting the company with their overall brand reputation? As always, I appreciate the comments and I'd be fascinated and look forward to hearing what you have to say. Now going over to the political part of the podcast here, DeSantis posting a video saying Nikki Haley has no convictions on X, also known as Twitter. And this comes from his personal Twitter profile, or X profile, and Grand DeSantis before the video, which for him went moderately viral, as a youth might say, within these, let me look at the statistics. So I took these statistics 24 hours after it was posted, and it got 157,700 views and 2.4 thousand likes, so not too many likes. And Ron Santos typed out before the video, he says, quote, this is what it looks like to have no core convictions, unquote. Can't help but think, maybe this will be a good campaign video. Maybe this will help in marketing. Again, she passed him in the poll aggregator last week. And I think he barely scraped back above her. So again, he started off in January 2023 around 30-something percent. Now he's down to about 12% in the, all these polls to see who wants the Republican nominee to be DeSantis. Trump is still beating everyone by a mile and leaps and bounds around 60, 60%. But nevertheless, let's go ahead and we'll play a video really quick. You are a flip-flopper on the Donald Trump issue. You're basically the new John Kerry. I would not run as president I'm Nikki Haley, and I'm running for president. Criticizing her former boss, telling Politico in an extensive new piece, quote, I don't think he's going to be in the picture. I don't think he can. He's fallen so far. We need to acknowledge he let us down. He went down the path he shouldn't have, and we shouldn't have followed him, and we shouldn't have listened to him. We should not want to go back to the Republican Party before Trump. Donald Trump is everything we hear and teach our kids not to do. Do you think that... The president's misunderstood. I do think he's misunderstood. I can tell you from the first day to the last day that I worked for the president, he always listened. I still consider him um, a friend today. Don't say you're just going to build a wall. Because a wall's not going to do it. It's not a real border. It's not a border at all. We need to finish what we started. Whether it's this or this, we need something. But it can't you said Trump, quote, will be judged harshly by history. He went down a path he shouldn't have, and we shouldn't have followed him. Talk about you as vice president. And I know what you're going to say. I don't play for a second. I got it. I've, I've seen the line. Are you going to rule it out? I don't play for a second. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. It's offensive when anybody says that, oh, you know, she wants to be vice president. But you're not going to rule it out because you're not going to rule it out. I'm, it's not even a conversation, and it doesn't matter what candidate wants me to answer it. I don't play for second. I don't know what more I can say than than to get them to understand that. Good use of the scary music. It's fascinating how much of an important role that plays, though it's still not as awesome as the intro. I was going to say it's not really a song. A couple notes for this show. Now, in terms of the feedback, again, Nikki Haley is his top contender in terms of Ron DeSantis. She beat him in a couple of polls, even the poll aggregator, she's above. 
<coughs> excuse me, which begs the question, I wonder how they're doing these days and the pull aggregators pull that up. But he's focusing on her because she's got more funding than him now. A lot of the previous donors that were supporting Ron DeSantis and the Super PACs have transitioned to going to support Nikki Haley. And so Ron DeSantis has less resources. She's gaining popularity. It makes sense he's going after her. Now, in terms of them still being leaves and bounds away behind Trump, it doesn't really matter. Well, time shall tell in that regard. Now let's look at the poll aggregator. Ah, so he is increased by modicum. Not much. So, again, Ron DeSantis, well, so Trump. Trump's at 61.8% in the poll aggregators. DeSantis is at 12.1%. Nikki Haley's at 11.2%. And Vivek is at 4.8%. Chris Christie's down a little bit at 3.8%. H. Hudson is about static. Earlier last week, he was at 0.8%, uh, up from 0.6% five days earlier. Now he's still at 0.8%. So... Eh, he's slowly, he's slowly getting ahead of her, not a lot, but let's go to the comment section and see what people are saying. And again, got 2.4 thousand likes. First comment comes from Banana Republican, but they don't even have a picture of Banana. Nevertheless, Banana Republican says, quote, LOL, she is such a habitual liar. You need to get in the Oval Office so bad, Ron. You got my vote. They even have an emoji of the voting box or ballot box and a thumbs up, unquote. They got 21 likes. Unfiltered Boss chimed in saying, quote, this ad is devastating for Nikki Haley. DeSantis is going to have to, to obliterate her at the next debate. I'm quoting 57 likes. No, I don't, I don't want to say this profile is biased, but you probably guess for a person's political affiliation. This person's profile name is I support Ron DeSantis. They actually have an awkward picture of Ron DeSantis is smiling. Well, it's kind of redundant. Every picture of Ron DeSantis is smiling is awkward. Same for me, mostly. But that gig, he simply says, get her, DeSantis 2024, and that got 19 likes. Finally got some contrarian statements brewing to the service. Blas DeVores says, quote, Trump 2024. I'm quoting 11 likes. Let's see. Ghost simply says, Lord Haley is bought and paid for. And it looks like the game of dragons or Th dragon thrones, thrones game, whatever that film is called or movies and book is called. Some little, what is that, little, Peter Dinklage? The guy who doesn't want other people to have jobs, but he, he wants to benefit with jobs. He says, I'm not questioning your honor I'm and denying its existence, unquote. They got 60, or sorry, 31 likes. Ironhead841 says, oof, what else can one say? Great ad. Hashtag Ron DeSantis, unquote. They got 16 likes. Molly Pitcher has a picture of... Nikki Haley swimming with a dolphin, and the dolphin has a name called Deep State Money. They got 13 likes. Let's see here. Janine Curgan says, quote, If you want to advocate for big corporations and big donors, Nikki Haley is a good fit. But if you want a fighter who stands up for regular people and their families, even when attacks are coming from all sides, DeSantis is the only choice, unquote. And they got eight likes. Let me scroll back to the top. I'm... Ah, okay. So I scrolled back to the top. I was curious. Are they censoring some of the responses? But no, I, there was no hidden button where if you click the button, they don't. there's not any hidden responses. So thus far, all of these responses are overwhelmingly in favor of Ron DeSantis. See here. Chris Mediate says, quote, Nikki Haley can try to paper over her record with the help of Democrat donors, but the voters will see right through it, unquote, getting six likes. Let's see here. Well, we do have a contrarian statement. It took us a little while, a little scrolling, more than usual, 
but a couple of the contrarian or statements against Ron DeSantis are starting to come to the surface. This comes from Patty Rivers, emoji of American flag and Israeli flag, and she says, quote, you're a backstabber just like she is DeSantis, unquote. She got 22 likes. Now, scrolling down to see what other top comments there are. Someone by the name of Dustin Graj with the alligator emoji simply says, yes, get her king. Fire emoji three times, unquote. They got five likes. Let's see here. Nate simply says, Democrat Nikki Haley gets roasted. And I forget if it's a movie or a TV show, but it's Chris Tucker and... Is that Ice Cube? Or Vanilla? Not, not Vanilla Ice. It's one of the uh, Vanilla or Ice... I think it's ice. It's one of the cubes. Nevertheless, it's them and it's the gif of them moving aside and saying, damn, unquote. Now, that did get nine likes. Nathan Bailey simply says, hard no Nikki Haley, or hashtag never Nikki. That got seven likes. Another contrarian statement coming from Critical Thinking and Drinking saying, quote, it's really incredible after his 2016 victory that you still underestimated Trump. You all stood by him, took his endorsement, then shivved him when you thought no one would care. You need to have better people around you, sir. Oh, boy. Unquote. And it's a gif of, I'm not sure who this person is. And they simply say, well, you're effed. And they got four likes. Let's see here. Let's see. Mark Stratton says, quote, Trump can't win in the general election and DeSantis can. And it looks like there was a poll with NBC. They did some approval ratings. Let's see. What? One. So according to their poll, which again, I'm not seeing, can't able to see the sample size, unfortunately, and not clarifying, but that did get four likes. And apparently one of the polls shows him beating Trump. Let's see here. Dustin McClellarth says, quote, the DeSantis versus Nikki Haley debate should be the end of Nikki Haley, definitely after she collapses in Iowa and New Hampshire, unquote. Getting 11 likes. Let's scroll down and do one or two more. Big GM CEO simply says, quote, thought you two were sidekicks, unquote, getting seven likes. Let's see here. Boys Blank 89 says, quote, hashtag Governor Ron DeSantis. She wears heels too. Why don't, why Rob don't you get along with her, unquote. I got two likes and his good reference to bootgate. Big controversy where allegedly he wears high heels boots and people think he's not really six feet tall. He could have just displaced that rumor in a fraction of a second by kicking off his boots and just standing. Which is why so many people are suspicious because again, that would displace the rumor immediately and he's become very self-conscious about the topic. And hilariously enough, it's become a huge political thing. So interestingly enough, one of the best received tweets bar none i would argue for ron DeSantis. i mean usually maybe a 50 50 split maybe 60 40 percent in terms of 60 percent of responses being positive and 40 percent being negative but i suspect again because he's not attacking trump in this and trump is a very polarizing individual a lot of people love him a lot of people hate him because he's going after nikki haley maybe that's one of the reasons this is so well received i mean it's an unprecedentedly good ratio for DeSantis. now of course question will be he just barely got ahead of nikki haley when is it, I mean, what does he really need to accelerate that approval rate or rather that 
his position is in the polls where he have a realistic shot at the nominee. And again, at this time, I mean, all the numbers say it's not possible. But as I always say, time shall tell. Other interesting political news, you have Vivek and Tucker Carlson roasting Nikki Haley and Kamala Harris going viral, getting over 4 million views on X, also known as the Twitter. Now, I'll probably pay, I'll just pay the first four minutes, but you have Tucker Carlson tweeting and he says, quote, you thought Democrats were going to dump Biden for Gavin Newsom, but they're not. They're backing Nikki Haley instead, unquote. Again, not only did you get this video clip get 4.1 million views, it also got 70 thousand likes which is some of the most likes i've ever seen bar none though if you also take the minute to appreciate and like this video i greatly appreciate it I'd give it a thumbs up statistically i mean statistically speaking it won't pass seventy thousand. however a wise pilot once said never tell me the odds without further ado i'll play the clip really quick if you're a democratic mega donor this is a very tough moment for you your candidate is going to lose. All the polls show that. Joe Biden will not be elected president if current trends continue. So you need to make a change. But there's a problem. And that problem is Joe Biden's running me. She's half Jamaican. Therefore, she's holy. You can't criticize her, much less demote her. That's not allowed. You are stuck with Kamala Harris. And she is even more unpopular than Joe Biden. So what do you do? Well, if you're smart, maybe you subvert the other party. Maybe you back a Republican candidate who's actually a Democrat, whose priorities are identical to yours. And of course, they found one. Her name is Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley is a liberal. She is all in on the four tenets of neoliberalism, which are white guilt, a finance-based economy, mass immigration, and endless neocon wars. Strip away all the outward characteristics, and Nikki Haley is identical in her priorities to Joe Biden and the people who back Joe Biden. Watch this tape. This is from last month. Nikki Haley explaining with a straight face that actually Vladimir Putin was behind the October 7th attacks in Israel. Remember when I told you Putin hit rock bottom? Hamas invaded Israel and did all that brutality on October 7th. October 7th is Putin's birthday. Who's the happiest person in the world right now? Putin. Why? What? Because the U.S. and the West took all their eyes off of Ukraine and what we do, started looking at Israel. Did Putin call Netanyahu? Nope, not for 10 days. You know who he did call? Hamas. They came the next day and they held hands and said they were friends. We now know the Russian intelligence is what helped Hamas know how to get through that barrier. See the connection. If we supported Ukraine and supported Israel, that's only 5% of our defense budget. <laughs> See, Putin and Ukraine are actually intricately connected to Hamas and Israel. And we need to spend all of our attention and all of our money on those matters rather than on our own country, which is degrading faster than most people can even keep track of. Well, that's completely insane, of course. But it's also something that Joe Biden might say were he capable of speaking that lucidly. And it's certainly something that Joe Biden's biggest donors agree with. 
which is why many of them are now backing Nikki Haley. See how this works? Vivek Ramaswamy does. He's actually engaged in this. He's running for president, and he's figured out what's actually going on. He joins us now. Vivek, thanks so much for coming on. What have you noticed about the kind of subtext to this race? What's actually going on here, do you think? Yeah, well, look, I've been convinced for a long time, Tucker, that this was not going to be a standard Trump versus Biden race. Right. There's just been enough staring you in the face that made that obvious, right? You start with the trials and the civil trials and the prosecutions, and then they go to the non-prosecution and illegal removals from a ballot without trial on the Trump side. The thing that fascinated me about the Biden side of this, though, is you also see some of the same dynamics. The documents case for Biden trotting itself out after years long ago in the Senate. You see a lot of other things with Biden. Why is the Hunter stuff coming out now when this has been known for seven years? And so where I thought this was going was Gavin Newsom or Michelle Obama or whichever other puppet they're trotting out to replace Biden. But one of the things that's become clear to me, so that's where I thought this was going. It was not what was meeting the eye, for sure. I think what's become clear to me now, I'm in the thick of this GOP primary, is that the real puppet they're trotting out isn't Gavin Newsom. It isn't Michelle Obama. I was wrong about that, actually. I think the true puppet masters, the thing about them is they're fundamentally nonpartisan in nature. There's a few things they care about. Keeping the foreign war machine humming is high on the list. Keeping the administrative state's control of the United States is also high on the list. They found a much more convenient puppet within the Republican Party itself. It's not Gavin. It's not Michelle. It's Nikki, actually. And I think that if you just follow exactly who are the very people who are paying to keep Donald Trump off the ballot, who are funding the lawsuits that keep Trump off the ballot, the Reid Hoffmans of the world funding lawsuits against Trump, the Larry Finks of the world, king of the woke industrial complex, CEO of BlackRock. It's just obvious and hiding in plain sight. Oh, you also forgot Jamie Dimon, one of the most successful CEOs on the planet. He's the CEO of J.P. Morgan Chase. He actually told people, he recommended people and businesses to actually give to Nikki Haley. So this... A lot of people are putting money behind her. It'd be fascinating to see which super PAC actually has the most resources at this time. But, I mean, it's known that a lot of people who used to support DeSantis are all shifting over to Nikki Haley, which is why she briefly, one of the reasons I believe she briefly went ahead of him in the poll aggregators. And it'll be interesting to see with these additional resources, can she, she went below again, albeit we'll see how brief it may or may not be, but she has a lot of resources at her hand. It'll be interesting to see how she could utilize it. But back to Vivek. Who are these people propping up? It's not Biden, and it's not even Gavin Newsom. It's Nikki Haley within the Republican Party itself. And I think that that makes for a very convenient front man, because then they actually have absolved themselves from any allegations of partisanship or Democratic partisanship against Donald Trump. It's, they can say, oh, no, 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 we're not partisans. We're actually bipartisan. Actually, the deep state, and I would say the managerial class more broadly, is fundamentally nonpartisan. They have their core objectives, and Nikki makes for a far better Trojan horse to actually accomplish that objective than anybody else. And so when you look at the dynamics within the mega donor class or otherwise, it is now crystal clear to me, Tucker, that let's just get to exactly the plan that they have. I mean, I've been alluding to this for a long time. I wanted people in the campaign trail and others to be able to draw their own conclusions. I don't want to stuff my views down people's throats, but I think it's just become crystal clear that it's now staring everybody in the face equally obviously, that they want to narrow this down. By they, I mean the system, the bipartisan system, wants to narrow this down to be a two-horse race between Donald Trump and Nikki Haley, 
They want to, one way or another, by hell or high water, take Donald Trump out, eliminate him from competition, one way or another, and prop Nikki Haley up to just waltz straight in to keep the war machine humming and to effectively keep the censorship industrial complex and the administrative state intact. In terms of censorship, she also is a friendly reminder. She wants you have, she wants to make you have no, no cloak at all. She wants you to be. If you want to comment on social media, she said everyone should have a specific profile and their name vetted. It has to be your actual name. So no, no, no anonymous tweets or responses, which again, depending on where you work, that would hurt free speech. I would argue because a lot of people, their employer, they might have have the same political ideas, or even they might even they might be annoyed you have a different sports balls team. And truth be told, they might use that to persecute you or fire you. So I think there's a big downside of having that type of a policy because I think it would actually result in less free speech. Exactly where it was in the post-9-11 Bush-Cheney era. That's exactly what's going on. I, I, and it's hiding in plain sight. And the full interview is actually on Tucker's network, TCN. And again, they got 4.1 million views and 70,000 likes. And I suspect most people will be overwhelming support. But let's dive in the comments section and find out. Elon Musk is one of the most liked comments. He simply says, interesting. That got 7.3 thousand likes. E. Miles Trolling responded saying, nailed it. Haley is a Trojan horse, unquote. I got 1.6 thousand likes. Vince Langman says, quote, Nikki Haley is the Paul Ryan of Chuck Schumer's, unquote. Getting 1.2 thousand likes. Zadok says, Nikki Haley flip-flops. And it looks like it is a... Video compilation of her flip-flopping on government censorship, gas taxes. Let me mute that. And a couple other topics. And that got 193 likes. Zagonel simply says, quote, Biden and Haley don't seem all that dissimilar. If Haley is somehow nominated, the GAP is on for a rude awakening, unquote. They got 233 likes. Gain of Fauci simply says, quote, all according to the plan and arrangement. And he has a video of saying Obama's third term, the arrangement. And he says the facade was always going to end with Obama railroading Biden in the end. This is always the plan. And remember, there was a viral moment where Obama, he was having an interview. And they asked him if he wanted to run again. He said he'd like to, or he said, you know, it's not loud. And he said something to the effect of he'd love to, you know, have the job, but still be able to just wear sweatpants. Something to that effect. That he get 386 likes. Carl Sue says, quote, now I don't, now I didn't see that coming. I really had my money on Michelle Obama. And there's a picture of the government building the Senate. And it says, wake up. Your government doesn't represent you anymore, unquote. And it got 470 likes. Clay Thompson says, quote, it's not about left versus right. It's about establishment versus people and good versus evil, unquote. I got 463 likes. Let's see here. Denny Green says, quote, without a doubt, if George Soros money isn't proven enough, just wait. There's much more coming. She's 100% liberal in every single way there is. From being a warmonger to government spending, she's now siding with Colorado and Maine calling for Trump's removal. Pure female dog, unquote. Granted, I did edit that last word. That got 610 likes. One of the most liked comments. Let's see here. 
Carolina says, quote, simply correct. In spring, they will pressure Trump to accept her as VP. We can't allow that neocon near power ever. And instead of Big Brother watching you, which is a callback to some of George Orwell's most brilliant work, it says Big Mother is watching you and is a picture of Nikki Haley. I got 298 likes. Do you one or two more? Machiavelli says, quote, Nuki Haley is a globalist warmongering uni party cuck, unquote, getting 645 likes. Joshua Walker chimed in saying, quote, the only option is Donald Trump, unquote, getting 452 likes. And as I do another quick scroll, looks like overwhelming positive responses. And a lot of people having video compilations of her flip-flopping on issues, which, let's see here. Thanks. Let's see here. A lot of people saying they prefer Vivek. A lot of people are saying Vivek. Probably the top comments in terms of like, who do they support. A lot of people are saying, you know, stand with Trump, stand with Vivek. Those are the two, in terms of other politicians being noted, those are the two most viral ones. So again, it'll be interesting to see because, again, Vivek is still very far in the polls and the poll aggregators. Granted, those polls are sample size between maybe 300 and I think the, I think the largest sample size was a little under 5,000 people that were polled. And again, Polling is a science in and of itself. It can be manipulated, unfortunately. If you just change the vernacular of how you ask a question, you can get a different result than one you may desire. So they can certainly be skewed, but trying to work with what data we have, and right now it's just not pushing it up, him up ahead in the polls. In the primaries, it'll be interesting to see, you know, when the tires hit the pavement, so to say, how much of this social media actually has a correlation on his campaign, and could it propel him further to surpass the other candidates who are sometimes they're usually double in him in the polls with Vivek right under five percent, Nick Haley's around eleven percent, DeSantis around twelve percent, and Donald Trump is usually around sixty to sixty-two percent. And of course Chris Christie is usually hanging in there about three point four percent, Asian Hudson is in around 08 percent. So I'll be interested to see. Let me know in the comments, do you think I mean these videos are going viral? There's a lot of a lot of people commenting on social media saying they agree with Vivek. Do you think at the end of the day it'll help boost him in the polls? Do you think what actions do you think he isn't doing that he might need to do? in order to realistically get that nominee when, again, he is very, very much far behind. As usual, be fascinating to hear what you have to say. Now, going over to the business blunder of the day, you have Valley Meats ground beef recalled due to e-risk of E. coli. Uh, this comes to us thanks to CW39, what is it, CD39 Houston, Stephanie Whitestead, and Michael Bertimo. They note that Ground beef distributed to four Midwest states recalled over E. coli concerns. Specifically, more than 6,000 pounds of raw ground beef products distributed in the Midwest have been recalled. And the company, again, is Valley Meats LLC, based out of Illinois. Well, it's actually almost close to 7,000 pounds. At one time, the media didn't round up on a number. So 6,768 pounds of the raw beef were recalled after a third-party test confirmed the presence of E. coli in samples of the meat. The ground meat was originally shipped to the distributor locations in Illinois, Iowa, Indiana, and Michigan for further sale. So, I don't want to say Texas always wins, but yeah, another good reason to win in Texas or live in Texas. Didn't affect us here yet. Now, it looks like the Department of Agriculture and Food and Safety Service suggested that the beef, which was sold in large packages, was distributed largely to restaurants and institutions and not sold directly to consumers. Outlets may have purchased the beef and begin urged, not being urged to throw it away. Now, it looks like there are what is it, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different packages and probably about 36 different SKUs. So I'll just read the packages and granted perhaps a restaurant owner or an entrepreneur who's utilizing this as one of your raw ingredients, this might affect you. 
So it's the 16 pound package with the Angus ground beef patties, 28 pound package with the ground beef patties, 28 pound package with ground beef patties, 24, 24 pound package, 13.5 pound package, 20 pound package, 40 pound package. And they all say either ground beef or ground beef patties. And it looks like product and date code. That is a lot of code. Just love to see here. So it looks like, according to CDC, the strain of E. coli detected specifically in samples is, well, it's talking about a disappointing marketing name, but nevertheless, it's E. coli 0157H7. Pretty uninspirational, but nevertheless, I don't know, perhaps not in the marketing department. And they note that the side effects can unfortunately include diarrhea, abdominal cramping, dehydration, kidney failure, or even death. And among other adverse side effects, according to the CDC, again, they note that the greatest risk is to children under five and the elderly. While most patients experience symptoms days exposure, those symptoms can appear after as many as 10 days. Let's see here. Now, thankfully, at the time of this reporting, there hasn't been anyone who has been adversely affected by this. So no one's gotten sick and thankfully no one has passed away from it. But to have a recall that affects seemingly all of your product, Again, they, I'm sure they make more than this particular thing, but it seems we it seems like we read off every possible weight combination of this. Because again, it's the 40-pound box, the 20-pound box, 13.5, 24 pound again, 28 pound, 28 pound, 16 pound, and 12 pound. I mean, things darn near everything. I mean, I mean, just good rule of thumb is just either call Valley Meats LLC to see if it's specifically affected. Interestingly enough, it doesn't look like they actually have the toll-free number, so you'd have to go to the Brave, or in some cases, if you prefer Google's or search engine, to contact the company. But nevertheless, to have such a large recall, and again, this company does one thing, Valley Meats LLC. It's pretty specific. You would think they'd have the highest testing possible, and you take safety pretty seriously. And again, perhaps this is an outlier, maybe overall the business has been solid for decades, to have an issue where you have such a massive recall, I gotta say this, that is the business blunder of the day. Thank you everyone for taking the time to tune in today. Again, I'm trying to get to 4,000 subscribers by the end of January, so if you click that button, I greatly appreciate it. Also, leaving a comment is a great way to give me some additional feedback on how I can improve the show, make it better and better. Lastly, don't forget to take time to tell your family, tell your friends, tell your coworkers, heck, tell your enemies, tell anyone and everyone, just stay safe and fight the good fight.